In the past few months, I have come across a similar theme, which is an individual's power to overcome the most difficult situation life throws you in. I've talked to several people who found themselves in pitiful circumstances, none of which were self-induced, and yet exhibited tremendous power to change their attitude towards their misfortune. Instead of feeling like a victim of life's sick jokes, they made a conscious decision to accept their situation and live through it with gratitude. And this convinced me that humans have an amazing ability to overcome the most crippling affliction if they just power through. Hi everyone, I'm Radka and welcome to the Authenticity Project podcast. In today's episode, I will talk to Zuna Amir, a Pakistani-born, Toronto-based illustrator. She graduated from Ontario College of Art and Design University earlier this year and works as a freelance illustrator. You can check out Zuna's work on zunaamir.com. In our talk, Zuna speaks about her passion for art and explains her creative process, but she also talks about gratitude and resilience she learned through a very serious illness. So stay tuned. Hi, Zuna. Welcome to the Authenticity Project. Hello. Excited to have you on my podcast. Um, since you are a professional artist, and I admire that. So what made you pursue art as your career? So for me, I don't think there was one moment that led me to art. It was a little bit of everything coming together all at once. I, for as long as I can remember, have had a passion for it, but it was also my parents always pursuing me to follow what I am passionate about that made me go into that field, and I went to OCAD to study for it, and since graduating, I've been entering the field and working on as many projects as I can, so it was everything coming together art-wise for me. That, that's great, um, especially that you had your parents' support. You, a lot of parents that will tell you to pursue something more practical uh, or, you know, the typical thing is become a doctor, become a lawyer, yeah. really pursue your passion. So it's great that you had your family's support. Yeah, I feel super fortunate about that. Well, I I checked out your website. It's I really like the designs you have there. And they're so full of colors and different whimsical shapes what inspire you to to do that I think for me a lot of my artwork right now especially is nature-based so everything that I see in environments around me is so filled with colors and organic lines and I try to incorporate that into my own work Um, and recently I've been looking at different cultural aspects of work as well which is also something that's full of color So that really inspires me to add that into my own artwork and everything that I'm creating. So I would say nature and culture. What do you mean by the cultural aspects? Can you be a little bit more specific? Of course. Um, I've been looking at recently different cultures and how they interact with environments around them. So I've been trying to bring that together into my art. For example, my recent Um, thesis piece was based on insects and culture so each culture that I focused on had a lot of different color elements to their lifestyles which I tried to incorporate into the artwork. I learned how much they're worshipped in other cultures and how they're not seen as pests or an inconvenience how much it impacts 
everyday life of people and how different point of views are from what we're used to seeing. And that's something that even if it's not in insects, I'm trying to see in art in general, where things that aren't seen from our point of view might be seen. So bring that into into artwork that I'm creating. What's your favorite piece that you created? What do you like about it? For me, I created this piece that is also insect-based. It's about centipedes. And I it's a circular piece that I made. It's up on my website. I For that, I really like the colors and the organic lines that I was able to use and incorporate the actual legs of the centipedes into the artwork, but also have a free-flowing aspect to it. So I just think I like both the concept and the end result in that piece. So I'm, I'm wondering, insects are inc incredibly tiny in a lot of cases. How did you study them to be able to capture? I went to a lot of museums. I went to the ROM and checked out their exhibitions on insects. And a lot of it was just research and all resources that I have available online just to look at different anatomy parts and different aspects to them that you wouldn't notice, especially once you really start looking into them, you see how many details they have and how different they all are from each other. Yeah, they're very unique. Yeah. And, and to your point, I, I, I don't think of insects that the way, I guess, you do. I just, you know, it's a pest to me, but there's so much more to them. Yeah. It's funny because I love art. I, I admire people that are able to pursue that passion, have the talent. And I have to say that traditionally, I, I always look at art more along lines of, you know, paintbrush, paint or canvas. But some of your work is actually digital art. Yeah. Can you explain that to me? How does that process work? Um, what techniques do you use for digital art, but also for your non-digital art? So a lot of the process that goes on to it, I would say is the same as analog work in terms of the thought process behind it. Um, since I started art in an analog, like painting and drawing manner, that's how I break it down still. Just the only difference is from the initial sketch phase, I bring it on to an iPad or my computer instead. But I still sketch out everything that I'm thinking concept-wise on a traditional pen and paper. And then once I get into the the final stages, I still break it down into layers and I'm trying to play around with texture a lot more. So I still, instead of having an actual paintbrush, I think of it as what paintbrush am I going to use on whatever app I'm using. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not the traditional pen to paper or paintbrush to canvas, the thought process I feel remains the same for me. The only difference is I can undo if I make a mistake. Yeah, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it, is it, is, does it feel the same if you're a central person and, you know, is it the same the touch of a screen as com in comparison to touch of an actual canvas or paintbrush? It's different, I would say, because when it's an actual canvas, I feel it's more free, but with digital, I get to control it a lot more which as an illustrator, I prefer since it's always working with a concept or working for something specific. I have a lot more control over what I'm putting down. Mm -hmm. 
And do you mind disclosing what are what you're currently working on? I'm working on a few projects. I'm currently actually animating a music video. That's cool. So I'm doing that all digitally as well. How does that work? So everything is broken down frame to frame. So I try to visualize it in a few seconds actually at a time because I feel like having the two minutes or the three minutes, it would get away from me. So I work on it one lyric at a time and just try to connect visually what I associate with the lyric. And then I bring it on to my, I work on my iPad for that. So I bring it onto my iPad and I try to create that movement and then try to connect each separate portion together. And how much time does that actually take you to work on a three minute long video? I'm still in the middle of working on that, but it, it does take a while because the whole process is broken down into seconds and each second is like 12 to 24 frames depending on the project. So it's if it's 24, that's divided by like 60 for a minute. Wow. So it is a lot, but it's a process that I enjoy. So it feels fast, even if it's taking a while. And it teaches you patience, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> you know, when you and I first connected uh, about a month ago, you mentioned that you um, you came to Canada with your parents. You're originally from Pakistan. And I wonder if the way art is done in, in Pakistan may have had any influence on your work. Or is it is it just different from the style that you have? It's a little bit of both because I feel there's two different portions of my artwork. One where I'm not as influenced by the art back home and one where I am starting to be. So when we first moved here, I wasn't as exposed to it in person because there wasn't much exposure in Canada. But as I've grown up and have started seeking out for it, I've found different artists even here that are exploring their Pakistani identity. So it's allowed me to explore it a lot more as well. So I'm trying to focus, for example, there's truck art that's very big in Pakistan, which I'm bringing into my own work. But there's still a separation between personal work and client work, which doesn't see that influence. So it's more of a hobby, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I would say so. It's something I, for now, I'm, I'm only exploring in my own personal work. But I would like to bring it into my general illustration work as well. Yeah, I, I'm sure it would be cool. I've seen pictures of um, of those little trucks and cars you have on your website. They look very cheerful. Oh, yeah. You mentioned the, uh, I don't know if you said truck culture. Uh, what, what, what exactly is that? Are trucks a big thing in Pakistan? They are. Um, it's just everyday trucks that you see that are painted and full of color and full of life. So it's something that you don't even think about because it's a part of your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. But when I visited, I hadn't seen that around in Canada as much. And it had been a while since we had moved. So it's something that really struck out to me. And that's actually one of my goals now that I want to paint on a truck. Yeah, one day. I don't see many painted trucks here in Canada. Yeah. For sure. 
So it's it's just something that brings color into the regular. The the gray. I see Toronto as a concrete jungle of gray and green. Yeah, so would, I'm planning. Uh, I'm planning to hopefully yeah. be able to paint some trucks here. Nice. How would you even go about that? Would you like reach out to a truck company and offer your services? That's what I'm hoping for to find someone who wants their truck painted as much as I want to paint one. <laughs> <laughs> My next question is not as much related to your art, uh, but it's something very personal that you shared with me. And I think you know one thing or two about resilience, because as you mentioned to me, you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis a few years back, which resulted, resulted in loss of feeling in your hand. And I can't even imagine what that must be like in general, let alone for someone who is an artist. Uh, and isn't even able to hold their instruments to do the the work they love to do. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? How did you keep your hope? It was definitely a hard process to go through, especially the first initial few weeks or months when it was all new and I wasn't sure what was happening. But I think it was a realization that I had while I was going through it where I figured that I had two choices or two paths to take where one was either letting the MS control me or having control over the MS. And obviously I decided to go with the latter where it was about not letting it define me and still being able to pursue what I love because I didn't want to lose that. So it was definitely a hard, a hard process and I had to let it sink in. But I think it's about realizing that there's possibility to do what you want and what you love, no matter what you're going through. So I, I guess I started seeing it from the point of view where I wanted to meditate over it and accept all the things that I am receiving, basically have gratitude for what I am able to do versus what I'm not able to do. And that's what led me to keep pursuing my art, especially and not give up hope on just being a healthy person. It is, it is admirable. Oh, thank you. It's definitely something I'm still working on. I wouldn't say I have it 100% figured out. It's, there's still moments of doubt and moments of hesitation, but I think it's always having that goal in mind and knowing that it's what you put your mind to and you can overcome it, mm-hmm. even though it's still there. But thankfully, I can now, I don't have the same immobility issues in my hand, so I can without issue, use my hand to draw and do the art. Good for you. That's great. Thank you. What's, uh, what's next for you? What are you, what are you looking to, uh, what are you working towards right now? I think my goal right now is just to keep on going with the freelance illustration stuff. So I want to build a name for myself in the illustration community and keep on taking as many projects as I can while staying staying true to my style and my artwork. 
so I don't have a hundred percent of a specific goal like this is where I need to be I just know that I want to keep on working on my craft and I don't want to lose sight of that basically just follow follow the freelance ride and you just recently graduated so you're probably at an early stages of building up your portfolio right yeah I just graduated in May in the middle of the pandemic was it a virtual graduation yeah it was actually I didn't attend my graduation since it was virtual but my family ended up throwing a graduation for me at home oh nice yeah (laughs) it was definitely weird because you you go through the four years thinking you're going to graduate and have that big moment and then you have it in private with your family yeah (laughs) which I feel like I will remember even more than the regular graduation what I want to talk to you about mentorship I feel like it's it's huge in arts if you have a mentor that you work with yeah of course um for me I would say my mentor was or still is Gary Tixali um I don't know if you know him but he's an illustrator uh, in Toronto and he was my thesis advisor and I think that his assistance and his career advice led me to where I am today he motivated me as much as he could during the last year and his advice is something that I deeply appreciate in my work I think it's very important for people to have mentors, especially in art, because it is such a hard, not a hard career, but it's hard to start your journey as an illustrator since it is still considered unconventional. Mm-hmm. So seeing someone else be successful and go through the same steps that you want to go through, I think that helps a lot. I'm curious how it even works in terms of feedback because art is so personal and and intimate and uh, you have this wonderful person that is working with you and, you know you have talent and, and you express yourself um, in your work and suddenly they tell you or do they tell you or am I just assuming here do they tell you you know you should change this or this is not the right style how does how how does being feedback works in your world There's a lot that can be said about artwork that's not objective, but I think at the end, it's about realizing that, realizing the difference between what's objective and what is subjective and how to change things that are more focused on maybe composition or colors or things that aren't working, for example, with like contrast and not personal opinions. So it's about separating the two because there's always going to be someone that loves a piece of yours versus someone who can hate the same piece. Yeah. So it's about knowing your audience and knowing who you are and not letting your own work be diminished by other people's opinions, but still hearing what they have to say to know how someone else would react when seeing your artwork, if that makes sense. It does. And also, it also brings, uh, brings up another question. How do you not let other people influence your work if you want it to be you? 
you want your work to scream Zuna, and how do you how do you do that? Is there like a switch switch on switch off uh, sort of button that you can press and say, no, I'm going to do my work and I'm going to do it the way I want it to do? It is honestly a something that I'm still trying to figure out because it can be hard seeing other people's works and when you see them succeed subconsciously you think that oh I have to make my work like theirs mm -hmm. but it's about realizing your own instincts and what comes true to you versus what you're trying to do just because you're seeing other people do it so it's about taking a step back and comparing what you've done because you've been influenced and what's truly coming out of you and then making that adjustment along the way. You have to be aware of all of that. It can be an easy task to do. It can be hard sometimes, but I think when you're truly in the moment, you let go of all of that and you're only focusing on what's coming to you and just focusing on putting that to paper. Mm -hmm. So once you're in the zone, I feel it becomes really easy to disconnect from the world outside and not take other people's opinions personally. Do you use art to convey a message? I try to. A lot of the work I make is based on either music or writings or articles. So I think that there's always some concept behind it because I do like to illustrate for people not always for my own portrayal of emotions. Mm -hmm. So I think even if it's not my own message that I'm trying to portray, it's someone else's message that I'm trying to portray through my artwork. And what would be your personal message? I'm not sure if I have just one message to give yet. I think that's a big difference between illustration and fine art, where fine artists are showing their own emotions and their own messages, I guess. Whereas illustrators are working to showcase other people's writings or other people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm still in the process of figuring out what's one message that I want to give out through my artwork. And how does that work if, um, if an artist maybe a writer, an author approaches you. And, and I, I, I did see that on your website. Uh, I think that piece was called Sinking Ships. Or was ships it Supporting Cuts? Yes, sorry, sorry, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so, so I'm wondering, how does that work? Do you talk with the artists? Do you want them to express what they mean? what they want to say through that work or do you just figure it out based on a feeling you got from it it's a little bit of both it depends on what the project is and if you are in contact with the person who wrote it because sometimes you're not mm -hmm. um in that case you would just read their work and try to figure out what meaning they were going for and what would best illustrate that but if you are in contact with the writer or whoever you're illustrating for you get to explore their thoughts and you get to really get the message that they're trying to convey which is more helpful because you get to share their vision but even if you don't get that insight I think 
it's about trusting your instinct when reading a work or listening to something and trusting that feeling. This was uh, Zuna Amir, uh, a Toronto-based artist. And Zuna, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Mine as well. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Authenticity Project podcast. Do you have your own story of resilience and gratitude? Leave me a message. And until next time, power through. Thank you.